0: We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the morning services. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you.
1: Today's reading will be taken from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11 to 22 which can be found on page 1184 of the Church Bible. That's Ephesians 2, verse 11 to 22. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision that done in the body by human hands. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who are far away and peace to those who are near. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole buildings is is joined together and rises to become holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirits. This is the word of the Lord.
2: Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, Thank you for your uh, kind welcome to uh, myself as uh, the... Chief Executive of International <coughs> Needs, one of your mission partners, and uh, lovely to be back at Emmanuel, that was once my family. Uh, well, still is, of course, uh, but uh, a few years back. Um, as it's Mother's Day, I brought my mother with me as well. Um, so, to celebrate Missions Day and Mother's Day, I've done both. I've come here to talk to you about mission and brought my mother, uh, and also my son, Ollie, who was uh, christened here. So, lovely to be back with you. Um, Thank you for your support for international needs. Um, we, and thank you for your support for Nathan. It was I, Actually, the only silhouette I actually recognised was Egypt. So that's terrible, isn't it, for being an international missions organisation. We're based in 30 different countries around the world. I only recognise one of those silhouettes and the United Kingdom, of course. And, um, but thank you for your support for us. It is, is uh, truly phenomenal to have your prayer and your support for our work I know that some of you have been to see some of our work in Nepal, um, and um, thank you particularly for your support for our Ukrainian work, and I have a report that I've brought with me, uh, a recent report of, of what we've been able to achieve with our Ukrainian work on the borders of Slovakia, Romania, and Bulgaria that are on the borders with Ukraine and the work we've done there. So. I want us to look at this passage this morning, Ephesians 2, and if you have your Bible, please keep it open at Ephesians 2. There's a lot to say about it, but um, I'm just going to ask Ian to bring up a slide. I can see it, yes. The problem of division. Um, and if you're recognising silhouettes, but can you recognise that photograph? I, I think it's a stock photograph, Ian, I'm pretty sure it is. But it is of the 38th parallel Uh, separating North Korea from South Korea for 70 years. Those two countries, and get the irony of this, have been separated by a force of the United Nations. Um, We are living in a time of division. Well, of course, you could say that the problem has always been so. It has ever been thus. But I feel more and more now that we are fragmenting not just on international levels, but also national levels. If you look at the next slide, Ian. Um, I mean, I don't know if that sums up anything to you, but division. And if we look to 2024, to the next presidential election, what does that say? There are social divisions And I feel those divisions. Do you feel them in our society? Fragmenting. Things that are fragmenting around us. uh, People that believe and hold very firmly to specific ideological opinions. And then give no grace to those that might disagree with those opinions. It's been on my heart and I have also felt Working alongside 30 different partners around the world, the opportunity for misunderstanding between cultures and communities is huge. And we often get it wrong. And I've lived myself and experienced division between some of our partners and communities. Social divisions. Divisions around us. What is Paul speaking to when he talks about the hostility and the dividing wall of hostility. Well, he's speaking in his culture and context about a problem between Jews and Gentiles. Um, Now, of course, we may not have too many issues with Jewish law and Jewish custom, but there was a huge problem in the early church. The Jews founded their identity on the temple, their customs their history and their law, and their identity was sacrosanct. These were differences and differentiated markers that marked out the Jewish people. And however, when Christ comes, the Messiah, and fulfills much of what we see in Judaism, and the Old Testament comes to this climax at the point of Christ, we see that it's very difficult for Jewish Christians, or Jews that become Christians, to try and accept that Gentiles are becoming Christians from pagan cultures, who don't have this history, who don't understand the Torah, who do not understand their practices or their customs. And their identity was being challenged, and one of the answers to this was the Jews were saying, well, actually, as Christians, you need to become Jews. Ours is the right way. We have the right customs. We believe the right things. And you'll know that this came to a climax at Acts 15, where there was much debate, it says in the NIV, much debate with the the church leaders. I read into that huge argument. (laughs) Much debate about how to handle this newfound faith. And as the church grew, these divisions became more obvious. Now, it was never meant to be like that. When God spoke to Abraham and said, Through you, from you will come a great nation, but from you all nations of the earth will be blessed. The Jews were meant to be a light to the nations but they had become a bit exclusive, a bit separate. And there was not just difference, there was division. Now, the differences that God gave the Jews were right. They were correct. They were just. They were exactly what God had intended, to separate a people so that he could dwell with them. They were differences, but they had now become divisions. William Barclay, a Scottish theologian who wrote... And studied this he, he, he read this about the Jews of the first century at the time of uh, the Apostle Paul the Jews had immense contempt for the Gentiles the Gentiles said the Jews were created by God to fuel the fires of hell God they said loves only Israel of all nations and it was not even lawful to render help to a Gentile mother in her time of need, because that would only mean another Gentile is brought into the world. Such was the division. If a Jewish boy married a Gentile girl, or a a Jewish girl married a Gentile boy, a funeral, a mock funeral would be enacted. uh, And that person would then be cut off from those people. A dividing wall of hostility... And then Paul says to the Gentiles who are part of this church in Ephesus, he says, you who were far off, you were strangers, you were aliens, you were alienated from the promises of God through this people by this division. You were alienated by the actions of this nation that became too exclusive." You were far off, you were strangers, you were stateless, you were hopeless, and you were godless. That's what Paul says. And former times. Now, today in South Croydon, we're probably not worrying about circumcision at Emmanuel. Or we are worrying about um, whether the biscuits were created kosher or not, that we have with our coffee afterwards. But there are principles in what Paul is saying to these Ephesian Christians in how we can deal with difference and not let difference become division. Are you letting differences become divisions in your life, in your family, in your workplace, in your church, in your community? You see, the problem is the human heart has this propensity. When we have gifts and we have strength, endowed to us by our families, perhaps, by our culture, by the nation we come from, we take those strengths, or our opinions, our academic prowess, our professional careers, our experience. We tend to turn those into value, and that value then informs our identity. And our identity, when it's challenged, we reinforce it with our opinions. Today, we have a problem with identity. We have a problem with identity. In our world, we see it, don't we? We see people not understanding where they come from or who they are. And that identity is challenged. And when we become filled with our own value, that becomes an ultimate value, and our identity becomes something that we derive value from and we reinforce that by our opinion and our opinions become sacrosanct you know jesus perfectly describes this attitude when he says about the pharisee and i think there's a picture that ian you can bring up the pharisee is standing next to the tax collector he opens his mouth and prays and he says oh god i thank you that i'm not like other people Do you do that? Do you roll your eyes up when you hear someone that has a political opinion that's a little different from you? See, for the Paul, the Jews of Paul's day, they had let the Torah and its observance reinforce a separation from the Gentiles, not a way to welcome the Gentiles in. It cemented their identity. So what is the solution? The solution is Christ. Jesus Christ. He Himself is our peace. I love that the writer here, the author Paul, says not just the pronoun He, but the reflexive pronoun Himself. Just in case we read that, He is our peace, and we forgot that. He Himself is our peace Paul was reminding these Ephesians when he starts this letter he has this amazing explosion of blessing spiritual blessing when they are in Christ and this is a term that you read throughout this letter in Christ he reminds them that they were dead there's really not a lot you can do to improve yourself when you're dead. He reminds us that that was our state. We come with nothing, not our opinions, our professional, our academic understanding, our wealth. We come with nothing, but we come to the cross of Christ with nothing but an open hand to receive the gift of life that he gives us. All of us come through this point, all of us. And the church challenge should challenge the culture around us. It should continually be a counterculture to the culture that we're in. It should always be radically, radically inclusive. And I love to see that that's one of your values as a church. The church shocked the communities of the pagan Greco-Roman culture. It shocked them because it treated male, female, slave, free, rich, poor, as equal. It denied any social hierarchy. That's why Paul said to the Galatians, in Christ you are children of God through faith, for you've been baptized into Christ, have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, nor there is male or female, for you are in Christ Jesus. He himself is our peace. I want to just bring two examples. Um, the next slide that Ian, is a, a picture of a pastor. He works in the Himalayas, the foothills Himalayas, and I've had the privilege of taking a few of you from this church. We 've slept on the floor of his church. I can see Debbie uh, nodding, and this is Pastor Rocker and his wife. Now, Pastor Rocker is, or was, a Hindu and he was a Dalit, a low-caste Hindu. He planted a church in that village where 15 people started to become... um, who He had brought the good news of the gospel. They'd become Christians, and they started that church. Within 15 years, 75 families had come to that church. We had started a livelihoods project after the devastating earthquake of 2015, if you remember that. And Pastor Rocker was able to help all of the different families around this. But the most amazing thing that we saw this when we were there was that the Brahmins, the higher caste, who would completely separate themselves from Pastor Rocca, were coming to him for help. And some of them were becoming Christians. The caste system with its division, the dividing wall of hostility was being brought down. The second example, and this is a program in Uganda that we run, and it is to include children with disabilities, who in their culture, in this particular area in Uganda, it is seen as a shame for to have disability. A culture that honors strength above everything sees it as a shame to have disability, and often seen as a curse. And our work there with the disabled community is to include and to show people that when they are in the image of God, they start to see a value in their own lives that they reflect in the way that they look at others. Our horizontal relationship with God is reconciled. We reconcile, sorry, our vertical relationship, our horizontal relationships, disability inclusion. In both cases, a new identity is formed. Those that were far, are brought near those that were strangers and aliens are now citizens and get this not just citizens but members of the household of God you and I first and foremost above our tribe our race our nation anything that we believe in our, in our academic capabilities our prowess our social standing nothing that matters we are brought near as brothers and sisters in Christ. I often go and meet some of my old friends I used to work with as a sales director. I go and meet some of these old sales guys that I used to hang around with. I like to have fun with them and go and meet them again. They ask me what I'm doing. They can't understand what I'm doing. They think I stand outside uh, the, the underground station with a bucket, shaking it. Um, I say, no, no, I'm, I'm working you know, as, as, as a way of helping Christian communities. They don't get that and I love being with them and it's fun I know that I have more in common with Pastor Rocker in the Himalayas than I do with them because first and foremost he and I are brothers and you know, when Paul says this to this church he says the unifying factor amongst you all is the spirit of God the spirit of God in you and in in me, is the thing that unifies us. And that's why he says at the end of that passage, as you read the last verse, he says, you two are being built together. You two, as in the Jew and the Gentile, here in South Croydon, us from our different backgrounds and races and nations, are being built together into a temple where God dwells by his spirit. Isn't that amazing? We come with nothing to Christ. He unifies us by his spirit. How do you apply this? And I'm running out of time, I recognize. How do we apply that? You know, we're well into the season of Lent. And we journey with Christ on his cross, towards his cross. In a moment of reflection... What is it in your life that you can see and know is causing division? Differences that have become divisions. Let me ask you this question. Where is Jesus Christ in this? Those divisions may come through to your mind quite quickly. Where is Jesus Christ? Has he been brought into the frame of reference? Bring him back in. He himself is our peace. Are you at fault? There's so many times where I've had failures in relationships and I am at fault. Can you examine your heart? You've got nothing to lose, just a little pride. Have you placed too much value on your identity of your group? Your politics, your ideas. Have you placed too much value? Have you not recognized that your identity is reshaped and remodeled, brought near, citizen, of the household of God. And maybe lastly, if you have a division that's been going on for a long time, in your family, in your church, in your workplace, go and pray with that person. Or bring someone to pray with you. You know, one of the most amazing things is that it takes us too long to recognize this as as people that the most important things in our lives are not our opinions, they're not our things that we've achieved, but they are the relationships that we form. Relationship is critical. He himself is our peace. Amen.